On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I dive into the new 76ers arena proposal. Why this is good for me, why it may not be good for others. We'll see what Keith has to say. We'll discuss it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquirer.com. What's going on, Keith? What's popping, Dave? What's up? Oh, man, you know, Friday, looking forward to the weekend. It's a scorcher here in town, isn't it? Yeah, it's hot, bro. It's yeah, hot. it's been burning up, burning up, so everybody stay cool out there. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day as you sit inside, nice and chill. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, uh, nice and chill in a new arena potentially in 2031 for the start of the 31-32 NBA season. But hey, man, it's something that's a big deal here in town with the Sixers potentially getting themselves a new arena. Uh, they have a, a new gentleman, David Edelman, who's leading up this charge, along with the owners, Josh Harris, David Blitzer, putting this together, where they are a privately funded arena, where they're not digging into the pockets. At least, you know, that's what they're saying about the uh, arena. And they are going to, the anticipated cost is approximately $1.3 billion to put this new arena downtown Center City market street for people outside of our area don't are not very familiar with philadelphia market street when we were growing up it was always where it was at the gallery was there and the gallery was a big deal the train service the septa service can go obviously down in that area it's now called the fashion district and it's going to be right next to built right next to the fashion district from 10th and 11th streets and uh the artist rendering of course right now keith looks amazing what are your thoughts on this potential new arena uh, by the 76ers? I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I guess it's something that you have to do typically. And, and they're not the first team that's doing this. Like right now, a lot of teams, like you look at the Lakers, you look at the Sacramento Kings, you look at the uh, Golden State Warriors. There are three teams who, you know, have built arenas in the downtown area, right, uh, of, of their city. Um, you know, uh, uh, Golden State is kind of like, you know, you got to walk a little bit, but it's still down in that vicinity. And what that's doing is a lot of people are doing that because what it is, is is basically uplifting that area and is bringing more businesses to it. It's more of a city type of feel. Right. But when I think more about what the 76ers are doing, you know, to me, it's more about it's better to own than to rent. You know, they had three options of places where they could go. One was, let's think about going to Camden. The other one was like somewhere near the waterfront. And then the third one was downtown, right? Before they were talking about maybe building something at the Navy Yard. So to me, it's not really where the location is. It's basically, to me, is better to own than to rent because with the concessions, they'll get their concession money, 
right? They'll also be able to have concerts and do a lot of other things there. And you know what? Like you said, back in the day, that area used to be it. It used to be it. Now, what we'll find out is is, is one of those areas that people are there in the daytime is, is bustling. A lot of people are working. But then at nighttime and, you know, maybe in a couple blocks, like Old City is cool. But at nighttime, it's really not a lot of people walking up and down the street there. You know what I mean? It's not as busy as it could be. But now what's going to happen is they're going to try to build that arena there. And you'll see some other businesses coming in there to get that money, right? So from from that type of aspect, it's good. Now, the one thing I have to be honest with you, totally honest with you, right now is this is July 22nd, 2022. When I keep thinking about the Sixers opening up an arena in 2031-32 season, I keep saying, well, come back to me in 2022. And, and, and 30, right? Because it's so much can happen in that time. So there is some excitement, but at the same time, it's so long away to whereas I'm trying to like put things in perspective and not get overhyped over this. Well, it's the immediate excitement of, of the change no longer having for the first time the arena down in the sports complex in South Philadelphia where all of them are in that one pocket from Citizens Bank Park for the Phillies, Lincoln Financial Field for the Eagles, and now the the center for the Flyers and the Sixers. This will be the first time that I can remember uh, an arena like this not being there. Um, I remember high school games a lot down down in uh, in West Philly, right there by uh, University of Penn at the Civic Center. I you know going to a lot of the basketball games there. That was a little bit different. They used to be jumping at that time, uh, especially for the playoffs where, where the games would be for the public league and even the Palestra, where we know the Palestra is, is famed also in University City on the campus of University of Penn. And other outside of that, right, I don't really think of anything any different. And remember, the Sixers did try, as you talked about it when you mentioned the uh, waterfront, Delaware Avenue, there, there was a proposal for that one a couple of years ago as well. Uh, and unfortunately, they didn't get the other one, that one. So, this one, I don't know. Maybe it seems like it's a little more real. It has this more real feel to it that it's actually going to happen. It's going to get done down there. And, yes, it is nine years from now. And great points by you getting out of that lease at the center, no longer having to be under the Comcast Spectacores umbrella. This can be all theirs. That's a hockey arena. This is going to be an 18,500-seat basketball arena and a basketball arena only that they're able to do other things like – concerts i had david edelman the man who's in charge of putting this together on the radio show on thursday and he talked about concerts obviously the events graduations keith for for schools whether it's high school college to be able to use that that building downtown for you know a graduation where you may have had to go somewhere on broad street to do that before so i i love the idea of the location it's not going to be easy because of the parking situation the traffic but they do have nine years to kind of sift through all of that and make sure they get it as close to possible as close to right as possible not going to be an easy thing to do but they have time to figure it out the privately funded part uh, we can debate about that for nine years you know if that's going to happen some other things as you said can pop up in that time but i like the idea honestly i love the idea of it being in center city i want to see it come to fruition i want to see how it gets done 
nine years from now, we'll be much older. We may not even be covering the team anymore and, and doing this. But uh, I, I do really like the idea of what they're doing and what they're trying to do. The immediate excitement after today, maybe even after this week, I'm sure we won't talk about it much going forward. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's different. And um, just being downtown is it, going to be and I, and I real fast. I haven't been to a lot of them like you have around the country, whether it be Los Angeles. I haven't been to Staples. I did go to the forum as a kid. I haven't been to Milwaukee, Sacramento, Chase Center now with with San Francisco, with the Golden State Warriors. Um, I have been to Brooklyn for Barclays. It's busy down there. I've been to the Garden, which is also downtown there, how they have it. And I can only uh, compare it to Barclays and and I've been to Phoenix, which is also downtown. I can only compare it to Barclays in, in New York because that's a big city. That's a big city. Philadelphia is a big city. It's big like that. And it's going to, I think it's going to do a, a lot of good there. When I went to Phoenix, their downtown was a little different than for what we have, where downtown is it. I don't know if it's it in Milwaukee, in Sacramento, in Phoenix, where it seemed it worked for what the building was there for, for the basketball fans to get in and out and do what they need to do to get to the arena and even get to the baseball field over there as well. But Philadelphia, we know downtown is not just for that. Downtown is for let's go shop, let's go hang out, let's go eat, let's go drink, right? Let's go have a good time. That's what downtown Philadelphia is about for people who may listen outside of our area. But Keith, well, uh, let me let me say this. I'm gonna say this. So here's the difference, and and just for someone who travels a lot. So you look at Houston. Houston has an arena downtown too. Okay, right. and and sort of. Uh, so w w the difference between philadelphia new york and those other places are um and 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 phoenix and i'm like philly new york and stuff people come downtown right philly just the nightlife in that area and that's that vicinity right then and there isn't as bustling as it is a couple blocks away right but but see the thing is a lot of people when you think of la and you think of phoenix you think of houston what they did is they built the arena and then next thing you know in Sacramento, they built the arena in areas that really weren't really populated a lot. Like, like I had an internship in Phoenix in the 90s, in 1996, and the downtown area looks completely different now than it did before. But what they did is they had the arena, they had some other stuff, and what happens is restaurants came. Now, they had hotels, but they had restaurants. Now, the downtown area where L.A. Live is in L.A., dude, then no one like if you if you go outside of that vicinity and you walk a couple blocks and then, thing you know, you're going to think that you're lost. Like it doesn't look anything like it does in that L.A.X. area. That's where not L.A.X. L.A. Live area where right. they have the arena at the Staples Center or Crypto.com Arena now. Right. But so what I'm saying is it's completely different. Because in those cities, the development enabled them to revitalize downtown. The same with Sacramento. I'm telling you, when we first went, when Sacramento, first of all, the, the arena was in, in the middle of nowhere. I went to the downtown area and they had old Sacramento, which is like right near it and all that. But it wasn't really nothing happening. So now all of a sudden you see it. You see like little walkways, nice little restaurants. You see them building up more hotels. So 
yeah, that's the difference. Now, with Philly, the main thing, and I'm sorry to be long-winded, is the one thing that is going to have to happen is you probably, even though they do have some parking, they do have parking, but you're probably going to have to figure out some more things for the parking aspect, right, possibly. You're going to have to, like, SEPTA. It's going to help SEPTA, but at the same time, there's going to be some different schedules that they're going to have to have because, let's face it, where it was before was extremely convenient because you had 95. You had people coming up and down 95 to get there, but you also had the the final, the last train station for SEPTA, right? So people were getting off of there. So Every, if you want to say is more convenient downtown, it's not. It's about the same. Or well, but- I, I would disagree just because of the fact when we talk about the convenient of, yeah, the sub does let you off as the final stop there, but you have the L and the sub at where downtown will let you off. You have the buses, multiple buses, not just the one bus to go down towards Broad and Patterson to, to get to the sports complex. There are multiple buses that will let you off there. Then if you're talking about New Jersey, you have New Jersey transit coming from across yeah. the bridge. If you want to catch the bus that way, I used to do it as a kid uh, because my family was in New Jersey. Take yeah, New Jersey transit from here's downtown. The thing, from here's the, the thing, D. Like, and like, then the other, like 76, I 95 can even come across. I get it. I get it, D. I get it, D. But here's the thing, man. Like if we want to be real and stuff like that, and this could, we could debate on this forever. Yeah. We could. When you go to the games, it's nothing, and, and, and this maybe it's a different subject, but a lot of the people who are frequent these games are out-of-towners. Yes, What I are. mean is we're talking about suburbia, suburbia out-of-towners. Like, hopping on a SEPTA bus coming from uh, Langhorn or, or, or coming from, you know what I'm saying, like up in the upper Montgomery area, it ain't as easy as you think, but you can hop in that car and drive the 95 so yeah but know, i was just i was just talking about when you mentioned the the last stop on the on the train oh, yeah that's yeah, all i mean yeah. meaning that there are different ways coming from the sub the l and the bus for yeah. downtown where it's just really yes there are buses but there's also it's easier as far as the public transportation downtown versus that last stop that you're talking about down at broad and patterson off the sub that's all yeah, i'm talking yeah about. i'm just talking about well, who the who the who the clientele? Yeah, now they is. have to drive in or not if they were yeah, the rail, get on the regional rail and, and come that way. That's up to them. They, uh, you know, everybody has to figure out what works best for them. Yeah. So, but that's again, that's why. Hey, you got nine years to figure all that stuff yeah, out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. See what works best for everybody. Hey, man, let's let's uh let's get ready, to take a quick break, and come back. We need to talk about some numbers that I, again we finally heard some numbers where it's official, at least based on a report. We haven't heard it from the team as of yet, but it looks like James Harden numbers are official. We'll talk about that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Before we talk about that, we need to talk about Bet Online, right? Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news from every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. 
Head to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Definitely do it today, and you can meet Keith and I in nine years on the sub or the L, whatever one is easier to get to, uh, or the bus for SEPTA to get to the Sixers game because we're both going to be covering at least one of them before we decide to retire. Um, <laughs> thank you for making Locked On 76 is your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, it looks like uh, as far as that new building goes, we may not see uh, James Harden or Joel Embiid in that building, Tobias Harris. They may have already hung up their sneakers at that point nine years from now. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but James Harden, at least we heard Shams weeks ago talk about this. You talked about it before them uh, with some numbers. And now we have Adrian Wojnarowski putting out some numbers following up. $33 million, it looks like, for the first year, uh, 35 plus for the second year, totaling about $68.6 million with the second year being a player option. So we already knew about the one plus one, but we wanted to address it because it was at least news of it finally happening. $33 million, Keith, for the first year, option to opt out for the second year and a chance to either extend a new deal with the Sixers or maybe go elsewhere if he doesn't like how things played out. Uh, are you surprised at all about the numbers? No. I mean, like you said, Sam's – Shams came out with it. I mean, and before that, when when James opted the decided to opt out, you kind of knew that he was taking at least a ten million dollar, eleven million dollar pay cut. Like you yeah. just knew it. So right. you know, Shams had it. It was fifteen, but with Shams had it was actually you know Shams had thirty two five. Oh, that's what people thought it was going to be because he yeah. said he was going to take a fifteen million dollar pay cut. So people thought thirty two five. Was well, actually thirty three, right? So to be honest with you, so, no, we thought thirty two. Yeah, thirty two is thirty two five. About sixty four for the two is really sixty eight six, but thirty three yeah. year one. Nah, but see the thing is, but yeah, I get that. But each year you make more money, so that's why it wasn't going to be just a sixty four. You know what I mean? So right, it was right, going to be that right. this and that. But the deal is, the deal is, to be honest with you. You, it just it's, it's just one of those things where you say, okay, let we got it over with. Now we got the figures, and let's move on to the next thing. 100%. Like, if you're going to go out there and get another player, come on, just let's go get this dude, and let's just focus on this season. Because this was drawn out, and it's to a point, like, every time something happens new, it makes it seem like it's a whole new story. But people still writing and saying the same thing. Yep, look, he took it for the team. He, he's giving back. Oh, he said he was going to do it. Well, we've been saying that since he opted out. And he's been saying that since he came here that he was going to do it. Yes, so, you know, my reaction is like, okay, we got the figures. Good. Now let's just focus on with the se- with the season and see what happens. You know what I mean? That, that To be honest with you, if I'm going to be totally honest, that's, that's, what, that's, that, that's what I think about. I, I agree with you totally, 100%, and it, because now it's like, all right, this is the roster. This is it. This is what it is. They can bring in, uh, because he has left a little bit of wiggle room, they can bring in maybe two veteran minimum players to come in and do something. So we want to talk about 
I don't know, any name, DeMarcus Cousins, and then you talked about maybe a point guard, whoever that point guard may be, let's just say, and I would I would be upset if they did this, Dennis Schroeder, just giving names that um, that's that's what they can do now. This is their roster, unless they make a trade, this is the roster that they're going to training camp with. Now, that being said, Keith, we need to talk about training camp because there's a little bit of news that you had a little bit about the training camp and where it will be. We'll discuss that next on the final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back. Locked On 76ers, Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens. And Keith, we just talked about briefly uh, as we led into this final segment, the training camp, which will begin in uh, late September, early October. And uh, looks like the Sixers who have had their training camp most recently at their practice facility at the uh, Sixers complex in Camden. Looks like we have some news that it will be elsewhere. What do you have? Yeah, I mean, the deal is like, you know, it, it seems like right. The Sixers are intending like, you know, Mark Spears put it out there on, on TV. And it was one of those things where, you know, Doc Rivers likes going elsewhere for training camp and having a real training camp. And and, you know, they have plans right now in place to go to to um, to, to go to uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And so to me, I, I think that's going to be, you know, something good for them. You know, if, if everything works out the way that they want it to be, because, you know, it is going to enable them to get a, t- a chance to bond and, and do other things. See, for instance, like some people are like, well, well, why would you want to do that? And well, you, you look at it and, and these guys, for the most part, are, are have families and have other obligations and, and, and other things. So typically you'll have a training camp, but it's really a guy will go into the Sixers practice facility. And then when everything is cool, they go home. They go about their normal day. But now what you'll do is you'll enable them to build a bond, get to know each other. And I feel like going away is better for them. You know what I mean? South Carolina is a cool spot for them to get away to. Um, It's it's not like going to Miami or going to Las Vegas or things like that. It's, It's less to do. So you can focus more just on basketball. Well, We've seen them do it before in the past, Stockton University with Brett Brown. Uh, I believe that they have been to Penn State in the past for training camp, um, St. Joe's, but that's still technically in the area where they would have training camp at St. Joe's, even PCOM. So a little bit of a different wrinkle, but nothing that we haven't seen before. And you're right, maybe this will help them out as far as their chemistry goes, their camaraderie, being able to be away for a week or so and just focus on the basketball, focus on each other, have some team activities, and then get ready for the start of preseason and obviously the begin beginning of, of the regular season as well. So something different, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I won't be there, but I'm okay with it. I'll, I'll see you at media day before you exit for South Carolina. Yeah. Where, yes. is, <laughs> yeah. Do we know what? what, uh, what? It's not finalized yet. It's oh, okay. not finalized yet, yeah. All right, cool. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you uh, taking the time, as always, on Friday, man, so we can yell at each other about transit and stuff like that downtown in Philadelphia, the new arena that we won't see for nine years. But uh, always great to hang out with you, man, and, and, and discuss these things with. You know, I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. 
We're locked on experts are covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, if you don't mind letting people know the other ways for them to find us. Like my man D just said, wherever you get your podcast, you can get locked on 76ers podcast. But if you want to get our YouTube um, channel, subscribe to that. Go to Locked On 76ers on YouTube, and when you see that Liberty Bell, click on that Liberty Bell, and next thing you know, you'll become a subscriber. But you can listen to this podcast five days a week. We'll start next month. We're going to be on three days a week, right? But also, for you can for this for today and next week, you can listen to my man D on 97.5 or NBC Sports Philadelphia um, from 2 to 6. After that, he'll go back to his 6 to 10 show. You can follow him on Twitter at DivineG975. You can read my stuff in the, in the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquire.com, although I'm getting ready to go on vacation from the, from the day job. so um, so But you can still go there and read our Sixers coverage. But you can also follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. Well, thanks, man. Make sure you guys go out there and check Keith's stuff out at Inquire.com. It's always good work. Keith, thanks, man. Enjoy enjoy your weekend, man. I'll talk to you on Monday. All right, man. I'll talk to you on Monday, bro. All right. Thanks, everybody.